Amen. Mark chapter 4, 26 says, And he said, So is the kingdom of God. Underline those three words, kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow up, he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit, pardon me, of herself, first the blade, then the ear, and after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. And he said, Whereunto shall we liken, and there that phrase is again, the kingdom of God. Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, everybody say that with me, but when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs, and shooteth out branches, great branches, so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. And everybody said amen. Matthew chapter 17 and verse number 20, Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove thence or hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed. And everybody say this with me, and nothing, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. I want to talk to you for a little while tonight about letting God reign. Amen. Say that with me. Let God reign. Say it again. Let God reign. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The parable was simply a means for God to transport me from where I am to where he would like for me to be, from the here and now to the then and there. He started with something that was common to them to relate a spiritual principle that if they could understand and grasp, would change their life. You will find often in Scripture, and in the New Testament at least, the phrase, the kingdom of God mentioned. The kingdom of God is likened to, and many occasions there are comparisons to that. It is important for us to understand what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God 
is not simply a, a social gathering. It is not some ecclesiastical group of people who have uh, committed themselves to a certain type of uh, curriculum or belief system. But the kingdom of God in its literal translation simply means the reign of God. So that when you talk about the kingdom of God, you are talking about the realm in which God reigns. That God rules. And when he uses that phrase, the kingdom of God, We understand, first of all, that the kingdom is God's because he is the life and the father of it. But more than thinking in terms of a church or an organization or another denomination, the kingdom of God is simply referring to that place, whether it be in your heart in your family, in your life, that God reigns, that he rules, that he is the beginning and the end. And so in this scripture of Mark that we read from, he speaks to us of the kingdom of God in two different settings using very similar ideas. Both of them contain the word seed, S-E-E-D. Very powerful thing, a seed. I think it probably ranks as one of God's most amazing creations. When you think about it, its ability to regenerate itself. And within it are all of the necessary ingredients to produce after its kind. And that a seed never becomes confused about what it is and what it's supposed to produce. And the house that it lives in, though it may be small, is capable of great things. And in such a small piece of material. There is a such great power and great life. Within the seed we understand that there is life. When put in the right environment it produces. Certainly a seed is of no value if it simply lays upon this hard granite surface here. It will never be more than it is at that moment. But When you take that seed, whatever it might be, and you put it into the soil in which it was designed to go, and you nurture it, it has the capacity to do great and marvelous things. There is within it the power to produce that is literally astonishing. If I were to show you tonight a mustard seed, Without telling you what it was. First of all, most of you would not be able to even see it. Because it would be so small. At the distance at which you sit from me. You would think that I'm just imagining something. But 
that tiny little seed that is less than two millimeters round can come in three different colors, yellow, black, or white. The mustard seed is an amazing complex of many things in that seed form. Within that tiny body is a remarkable remarkable nutritional profile that includes vitamin A, vitamin B6, B12, vitamin C, vitamin E, and vitamin K. It is a source of calcium and iron and magnesium and phosphorus and potassium and sodium and zinc to name a few of its elements. It has anti-inflammatory properties and anti-cancer fighting properties. It has great power and potential within its makeup. God designed it to be that way. What an amazing power is displayed by any seed that is placed in the ground. One time I tried to calculate the weight of ground on top of a tiny two millimeter size seed. And I don't remember the exact mathematical calculations, but if you took a shovel full of dirt, however much that weighs, and you placed it on top of that tiny microscopic seed that as heavy as that weight was, it does not have the power to keep down what is inside of that seed. It is so powerful that if that seed were to fall between the cracks of the concrete and your in your residence, that in a, in a small period of time, it could begin to push and, 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 and cause to break up that weight of concrete that seems to be impossible to overcome, and yet it can break it up. How many have seen growing out of the asphalt a tiny weed? That came from a seed. There's power in the seed. The potential within a seed is amazing beyond any of our comprehension. Take, for instance, the watermelon seed. It has the power of drawing from the ground. And through itself, 200,000 times its weight in nutrition and moisture. And it has within its capacity to turn that 200,000 times its weight of whatever it pulls in. It has the ability to take that material and out of it produce colors on the outside surface that are so wonderfully marvelous in their mixture that painters cannot even imitate it. And that on the inside of that cover is a white rind that has nutritional elements. And in the inside of that is the red meat that we love so much. And I'm going to tell you tonight why we love watermelon the way we like watermelon. Amen. Because there in its 
in its potential is the power to do amazing things. And within that heart of red or yellow sweetness, all of that is found in that little bitty tiny black seed that's no longer than an inch at its greatest. And each one is capable of drawing into itself 200,000 times its weight. And the genetic makeup of its properties are high in lycopene. And by the way, 60% more lycopene than in tomatoes. That's useful in the human diet to prevent heart attacks and certain types of cancer. It is good for hydration. It is good for detoxifying the body. It is good for kidney and colon health. It helps to lower blood pressure. It is a good thing against diabetes. And it is a helpful nutrient for heart health. It is high in antioxidants and beta carotene and amino acid. And it helps relax the blood vessels when you eat it. So that it becomes a weapon against anxiety. No wonder you feel so good when you eat watermelon. It has vitamins. Listen to I'm not making this stuff up, folks. It has vitamins that help influence the brain's chemicals that are responsible for calming your moods and allowing you to make better decisions under stress. Makes me want to go home right now and eat three watermelons. Amen. It's good for your skin, and it's really good for your aging. And all of that came from a seed. No bigger than the end of your finger, your little finger. The potential and power that is there. I think perhaps that's what the Lord was trying to get through to his disciples. Is that there's hope in the midst of despair. And that the future is not as fearful as you think it should be or could be. And how many people in life have given up on the game of life. And they live in a climate of hopelessness when they fail to understand the potential and power that is in the seed that they can sow in their life. The seed prophesies differently of their future than maybe their present circumstances. It says in the mustard seed in particular, says that little packages have great possibilities. And that no one can underestimate what a little bit of faith can do in your life. No one can underestimate what a little bit of kindness can do in life. No one ever knows how a little bit of faith can bring great dividends. Who can tell what a little bit of faith can do? Not a whole lot. Just a mustard seed faith. A mustard seed faith, he said, can speak to that mountain and say, Be thou removed hence, and it will be moved. Just a little bit of faith. The little bit of kindness 
that we all have the potential of sowing in life that we think maybe would not make a difference, but how can you tell what difference it can make until you sow it? For who knows what a watermelon can produce until you sow it? Who knows what love can do until you sow it? Who knows what forgiveness can do until you sow it? Who knows what mercy can produce until you sow it? I think that's why the devil fights so hard you're planting any kind of seed tonight because he knows the potential that's in a little bit of faith. He knows the turnaround that could come from a little bit of love or a little bit of kindness or a little bit of mercy. He knows what could happen if somebody would just put what little effort they could out that God could make up the difference on their part because God is not looking for how big they can be. He's simply looking for how obedient we can be. Amen. That's why the devil hates the potential that's in you tonight. And that's why he fights you so diligently. That's why when you read the parable of the sower, that there was fowls of the air that came and they took the seed that fell on the soil because it had not been properly covered and cared for. And so it is in life that there is a spiritual enemy that seeks to keep you from sowing any kind of seed, love or kindness or forgiveness or mercy or faith because he knows what it has the potential of producing. He knows what difference it could make in your life or my life. And so he does his best to tell us what, what's that going to do? What difference is that going to make? How many times as a preacher and as a pastor have I heard people say to me when I have recommended them doing something, well, what difference would that make? Well, you might want to try it because it might have greater benefits and dividends than you can imagine. And that's what Jesus was simply trying to get through to them. It doesn't take a whole lot with me because this is not about you anyway. This is about my power. And if you'll let me reign, if you'll let me be God, if you'll let me be the Lord over your life and over your family and over your situation, then it doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter what you're up against. What you're up against or what you are facing is nothing compared to God's power that can work in your life. And it works through that little, that little seed that you sow in the ground. Amen. You let God reign. You keep Him at His word. And that's why the devil works to keep you from sowing the seed tonight because of its potential to heal. Its potential to bring recovery or restoration or reconciliation. That's why he works to keep those words in your mouth. I'm sorry. Forgive me. That's why he works so hard to make you think that those words won't matter. They won't make a difference. And you say, well, I've said them before and they didn't make a difference. You will never say anything that doesn't make a difference in God's kingdom. Because whatever you sow, 
you shall reap. Amen. Whatever you sow. And within the seed lies a law of purpose that is not confused about what it will become or what it can become. And all it's waiting on is somebody to release it and give it the possibility and the potential. Just release it and let it go. Just do what God said. Obey Him. Let Him reign. Let Him be God over your situation. Let Him be God over your finances. Let Him be God over your problem. Let Him be God over your crisis. Let Him be God over your heartbreak. Let Him be God over whatever it is that you're going through right now. Just let Him reign. And if you let him reign, there's power to heal. There's power to deliver. There's power to break through because there's potential and power in that seed. You may feel weak tonight and you can't even muster up anything close to great faith. Well, I've got good news for you. The Lord didn't ask you to muster up great faith. He just said, give me a little bit of faith. Amen. Just give me an opportunity and I'll show you how good I am. Just give me an opportunity and I'll show you how great I am. If you'll just let me have the chance. Now remember, if you don't sow it, it can't produce. You can carry it around in your pocket. You can keep it in your soul. You can keep it in your mouth. And it will never do anything more than what it is right now. But the day you take it out of yourself and you put it in the ground, and you give it to God, is the day that you release Him to be what He wants to be, the one who can take care of every problem, the one who can remedy any situation, the one who can resolve any problem in your life and give you a way out of whatever dilemma you're in. If you'll just put the seed out, God said, I'll take care of the rest. Amen. Who knows what sowing a small seed of kindness could result in tonight? Amen. Tonight. Who knows what saying, I'm sorry, could do tonight? Who knows what saying, forgive me, could do tonight? Who knows what somebody just simply opening their hands and say, I'm letting it go. Amen. I want God to reign in my life. And so, a little. You don't have to do a whole lot. Just give Him what you've got. Amen. Because it's not about you anyway. It's about you letting Him reign. It's about you and I letting Him be who He wants to be. And that's God of my life, the Lord of my life, the caretaker of my soul, the one who created me and knows how I tick, and knows how I live, and move, and I have my being, and if it were not for him, I wouldn't even be here tonight, and, I, and, and yet so many times in my own life, I failed to allow him to be what he is, my creator, my keeper, my provider, my protector, my love, my help, my overcoming power, everything that he wants to do for me, is found in that simple act of obedience, of sowing the seed. Just give him what you've got. You say it's not very much. God's never needed very much. Amen. He's never needed a lot. 
I mean, you can give him just a few fish and loaves and he can handle a mass multitude of people. It caused some of us cardiac arrest if somebody came into the kitchen and said, okay, here's what you've got to work with. And you look out that little window and you see the gymnasium packed out and all you've got is a few loaves and a few fish. Tell me I'm not saying the truth tonight. All of you great cooks, Brother Peden and Sister Vanessa, tell, tell me. Come on. Tell me I'm not telling. Something inside of you just wants to fall apart when you look around and you think, I can't handle this. God doesn't want you to handle it. He wants you to let him handle it. What he wants you to do is put it in his hand and say, okay, God, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to make it, but I know you know how to make it work. Amen. Somebody help me tonight. Sow a little seed. Amen. Make an effort. If you have a need, sow a seed. Because in the seed is the power to heal and Restore. Who knows what a little bit of prayer could result in. Amen. Well, I don't know what to say. Don't have to say a lot. It's not in what you say anyway that makes a difference. It's in what God decides to do that makes the difference. And all God needs to work in my life is for me to open the door and say, Come in, God. I I need you to reign over this situation. I need you to rule in this problem. I I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to answer. I don't know how to respond. I don't know what to say. God said, if you'll move out of the way and let me, I'll show you how great I am. Amen. You know what? I believe we worry about the wrong things. I know for myself personally, I waste a lot of time on consequences that I cannot control. And I stress out over things that are beyond my ability. We worry about the outcome, how it's all going to turn out. And you know what? Our job is not the outcome. Our job is not to make it happen. Our job is simply to make a way for God to let it happen. Our job is not to out the outcome Our job is simply to plant the seed, whatever it is, of faith, of kindness, of love, of mercy. Water those seeds of faith and God will turn His power loose to do what He does best and shower us with blessings that we cannot even imagine. Amen. Anyone, listen to me, anyone can count the number of seeds in a watermelon but only God can count the number of watermelons in a seed. Amen. Amen. If you sow, God will turn them into a thousand unexpected benefits. Amen. Blessings beyond. I, you know, I didn't even know all that stuff about watermelon. It makes me want to go plant my whole backyard in watermelon. I'd be the healthiest pastor in all of Houston by next year this time. Amen. Why? Because there's unexpected blessings in what you do when you give it to God. There's things that come back to you. You you weren't even thinking about them. But when you give it to God and let Him reign, there are things that come back to you you could not even have imagined. 
Amen. We cannot create. We can simply obey and sow and let God create. There's nothing so powerful as a seed. A seed fallen into the ground. It does not go without purpose. I wish God could help some of us tonight understand that all he's looking for is just a little. If you want to change the atmosphere of your home, sow the right seed. If you want to change the atmosphere in your life, sow the right seed. Quit complaining. Quit belly aching. Quit whining. Quit griping. Quit blaming. Amen. Amen. Sow a little seed. Let God reign. You say, well, I don't know if it will make a difference. It can't help but make a difference because you're giving God the opportunity to be what He is. And that's why there are hostile powers right now that are working on your mind to try to convince you that that's just a lunatic preacher up there that doesn't have a clue about what you're going through. He doesn't know what you're dealing with right now. And nobody can help you get out of the mess you're in. That's why he wants you to believe that a little will not make a difference when the Lord's simply saying, if you'll just give me the little and let me reign, if you'll just let me reign, Amen. Then I can take the small and make it into whatever it needs to be. It may be a small effort, but who knows where it will end? Who knows what it will produce? It was a small effort one day that was mentioned to a fellow parliament person in England by the name of William Wilberforce. It was a suggestion by one of his friends that set in, set in motion the Reformation against the imprisonment of people for slavery purposes. It was a man that none of us even know. I didn't even hardly remember ever reading his name until I came across it again today. But his name is Telemachus. He lived during the Roman time. And he came, he was a monk, he lived as a hermit in the desert and one time he felt a call of God to go to Rome and so going into Rome he was amazed at what he saw and it was during this time that the gladiator events were a great drawing crowd to the people and thousands upon thousands would enter into the Colosseum and watch people as they would commit suicide literally they would get into the arena the gladiators would fight to the death and only one would leave the arena and while he stood there watching with 80,000 other people he thought to himself you know what these are children of God why are they doing this to one another this is supposed to be a Christian city Rome had been Christianized to a great extent but he climbed out of the stadium and went down into the arena and he got between the gladiators and, and they pushed him aside. They knocked him over. But he crawled back up and he went back into the arena and he put himself again between the gladiators. And this time they, the crowd began to boo him and they began to cry out to him in derision 
And they were those there that tried to push him aside, but he just was relentless and he got back up and finally one of the gladiators took his sword out and in one mighty sweep cut his head off. And when the man's head fell to the ground, there was a hush that fell over the whole stadium. And they sat there in silence for a moment. And then one by one they filtered out and that was the end of the game of the gladiators because one man made a difference. One man planted a seed and ended that horrific and horrible means of sport as it was called back then. It's a small beginning but it doesn't have to be the end It doesn't determine its outcome. Revival begins with one person. It begins in one heart. One witness to one person can make all the difference in the world. There were a bunch of students sitting around one time debating what was the best way to evangelize the world and the community. And they all had these ideas of propagating the gospel by billboards and books and so forth until finally one young lady stood up and said, Well, she said, in my country, when we want to Christianize a community, we don't send books. We send one Christian family into that community and allow that one family to convert that community. That's what Jesus was saying back there. Just a seed, a tiny seed that if you'll give it an opportunity, it has great dividends. It's great blessing far beyond what we could even comprehend. Who could have ever imagined the sweetness and the, 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 the juice that would run down the face and would delight the heart in a hot summertime when they planted that little tiny black seed. Who could have ever imagined that just a tiny effort could make such a big difference? But that's what the Lord taught. That if you'll just let me reign, I can take whatever it is that you give me and turn it into whatever is needed. Amen. I can help you. Amen. When we want to take Christianity to the world, we do it one person at a time. Amen. I think what we've lost in this hour is that witness that we have personally. When we look around at the big world in which we live, it's hard for us to understand and comprehend that there's any way we could make a difference. You do it one person at a time. Amen. One soul at a time. One family at a time. Just sow the seed. You say it's just a tiny thing, but a tiny thing produces great results. Amen. Let God reign. That's all He wants is just let Him rule. Let Him be God over your family, over your problems. You've got financial distress. Why don't you bring your financial issues to God and, and, and say, God, I may have produced all of this, but I don't know how to get out of all this. It's a miracle times how God can help people get out of dilemmas like that if they simply give it to Him. I don't know how to deal with the problems that I'm facing. I don't know how to deal with the issues that are coming up on the job. Give it to God. Sow 
the seed of faith and let God reign. Let him be who he is and watch him transform your situation. There are so many added benefits that you can't even imagine, just like eating watermelon. Amen. Sowing a little bit of faith. The blessings that come not only to you, but to everybody around you. Amen. When you just worship a little bit. Now, we'd like for you to worship a whole lot, but if you just worship a little bit, it inspires somebody beside you to worship a little bit more. And that inspires somebody beside them to worship a little bit more. And the next thing you know, it's contagious. Everybody's worshiping. Everybody's got their hands lifted high. Everybody's got their mouth open praising Him. All it takes is a little bit of faith. You don't have to have a whole lot to see God do great things if you'll just give Him what you've got. Amen. Let God reign. Reformation begins with one person. Restoration begins with one word. It begins with one act, with one deed. One small gesture could turn the whole situation around. Amen. By simply saying these words, I'm sorry. I know you choke on those. So do I. I'm sorry. Forgive me. What healing it begins to... uh, You didn't even realize all the benefits that were going to come from that one act of faith, that one seed that you sowed. There's potential and power in it beyond anything we could even understand. That's the way God made it. That's the way He wanted it to be. That's the way He wants us to understand that if you'll just let me reign, You sow, I'll produce. Amen. You you sow, I'll take care of the rest. Amen. What a deal. What a deal. Give him a little bit of brokenness and he'll make a whole life out of it. Give him a little bit of heartache and he'll mend it and put it back together and make it whole. Give him your troubles. And he transforms them into triumph. Amen. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. If you'll just use what you've got. Amen. And let God reign. I wish you would just close your eyes right now. And over some problem in your life. Maybe a stress over your children. Maybe there's something in your family or on your job or in your own personal walk that you are just battling. And I want you to say this with me. Let God reign. Let God reign. Let Him reign. How am I going to do that? By just doing what I can do. By planting the seed that I have. By putting the little bit of effort that I can make. I, I don't know what all to do, but... If I'll do what I can, God will make up the difference and he will help fix the issues that need to be fixed in my life. I believe that tonight. I'm living proof that that's true. Amen. You don't have to have a whole lot for God to do great things in your life if you'll just give him what you've got. Amen. Let's stand together.